This audio presentation of You Are God is broadcast to you courtesy of MindWorthyInfo.com and it is presented to you by yours truly, Rasheel Dixon. The purpose of You Are God is to break down the Bible and to show you that it's nothing more than allegory and it isn't meant to be taken literally. But throughout the ages, men has been taking the Bible literally and this has diminished and destroyed the true spiritual fact and the hidden symbolism within the Bible has been lost. Here at You Are God, our goal is to make sure we open up your mind and to show you that the Bible is nothing more than states of consciousness personified as individuals, places, or events. Welcome brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining me. Today's episode is all about the Ten Commandments in your consciousness. I am going to break down the Ten Commandments and show you that it's nothing more than a conversation that man is having to man. And then all of these laws, no matter what they may be, all of these rules, they are nothing more than different states of consciousness. And this man talking to man because through understanding this the right way, that is how man will be able to get by and deal with man. Because everything all comes back to the same fact. So when it comes to that, brothers and sisters, I would like to bring your attention to Exodus chapter 20. But first, before we go on, an exodus is nothing more than a mass evacuation. When people are leaving one situation and they are leaving and it's a mass exodus and they are leaving that situation to go to something that is possibly better. They are going to their promised land. And right here, we are in the conscious state of Moses. And as I told you before, Moses is the first prodigal son. That is, before Christ even popped up on the scene, it is Moses who gets his people out of the land of bondage. And the land of bondage is Egypt. And your people here, your conscious state of Moses is getting your thought process out of the land of bondage, which is Egypt, that has kept you down or is placing limitations on you. So now as we go to Exodus chapter 20, we read, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. So now, brothers and sisters, now we see what's going on right here. Moses is now having a conversation with God. And that Moses is nothing more than you, your inner being and that conscious state of Moses that is now the first conscious state that you go through that starts to free you and brings freedom to you and take you and your thoughts and your way of thinking and your processing and the way that you process life away from any limited beliefs. You know what I mean? Tell people have a limited belief and that will be the cause of all of their problems and it keeps them in bondage. How many times are you probably are an individual who wants to start something but you're thinking about you might fail. You want to do something but you're thinking about huh, I don't know if I can do it. Your comfort zone is your land of bondage. Your comfort zone is Egypt. And here, when you understand that I am the Lord, this is man having a conversation with man in the mind of man. And now the Lord, that consciousness, that state, that instinct that keeps everyone and everything aligned is now having that that conversation with man in his head, but really this is disguised as Moses, but it's really in a conversation that we all have. And as we see, you see that he says, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, when you're starting to wake up, that Lord, that feeling that higher consciousness is bringing you away from the old way of thinking, and now you're stepping into your new land. And now here we see that, yeah, thou shalt not have no other gods before me. So you see this, that that I am is letting you know that 
no other gods matter but you because no one else could come before you and we see that thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth so no matter what you cannot make no other images no other things or idolize anything or anyone else besides yourself because you are God so when people place this image of a crucified Christ on a cross and put it in their house they are doing nothing but placing their faith in an outside God and they are forgetting the God that they are and when you forget that you dishonor that God that infinite intelligence that all supreme intelligent energy that we all have that permeates throughout nature so you see that um, when you make any engraving images, you start to forget who God really is, and that is you. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. You see that. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God. And people would say, why is a God jealous? If you're a deity, you don't have to be jealous because the deity is you. So you see what happens here. Here, the authors wrote this in a way that God now is taking on the characteristics of a human being because the God is you. This is your inner being. So now you're saying, I am jealous. Human beings will always get jealous. Animals will get jealous. Jealousy permeates. That's another form of energy that is throughout the universe and we all can tap into it or we we all can let it go and you see that every time someone prays to another God and people who forget there I am they always end up in situations that they wonder why is this God not helping them when if you understand who you are and that inner God within you you bring it out you will always succeed you see it is now being told here to Moses this I, when he says thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for I the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto me, third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of men that love me and keep my commandments. So you see, the commandments here that is being spoken to is not the commandments that people think it is, but when you understand your I am and understand that if you do not honor no one else or give anything else power or outside God beyond you, you will have a good existence. How many people go to a church every Sunday, go to a mosque, go to a synagogue, kneel and bow down to another God, and they think that this God is going to help them, but they forget that they are the God, and they're not keeping the commandments, no matter how much they think they are keeping it. And thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. When you take the name of God in vain, he will not hold you guiltless. So when you walk around and you say, I am not able to find happiness, you are now ruining the name of God, and you will get which comes with that. I am always going to be a person who is dealing with issues and trust issues and relationships. That is what you will always be because you become what you think. You externalize that with your emotions. Your emotions get attached to what you think. Your thoughts give birth to your ideals and your values and your life becomes exactly the way that you think. Remember, everything and everyone around you, whether you like it or not, are just projections of your inner consciousness. Whether you consciously create or you unconsciously create, but your life is always your creation. So we see that um, God is now letting man know that man should not place no other gods before them. 
because or use the name in vain because you will not go guiltless whatever you do and you use the name of God in vain and every day we use I am and many forget that name is the name of God he says remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy as I stated in the last episode the Sabbath day isn't what you think it is it isn't on the Sabbath day we don't eat we follow these practices the Sabbath day is the day in which you relax because whatever wish or whatever thought you put in motion your subconscious now which is God will take care of everything because your imagination is where you find God and now you just sit back and keep it holy when something is holy in Hebrew, it is revered. It is held with high regard. It is exalted. When it is revered and exalted, that means it is holy. It is something that you believe in. Your belief in your faith moves mountains. And that is what it's saying. When you believe in something, you create something with your thoughts. Make sure you keep it holy because that is the Sabbath and you will allow it to come to life or you will not allow it to come to life depending on how you believe. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. Six days is the number of man. So it's telling you that six is the number of man. Your labor or whatever you come up with, whatever you work with, whatever thought you bring to life will come to work. And six is the number of man. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Now we go to the Sabbath. You see that the seventh day, number seven, means spiritual perfection. So that number, that is, there we go again with that spiritual biblical numerology. That number seven is a spiritual perfection and that is the Sabbath, the day of thy God. And God is found in your imagination and through God and through thought you connect with that infinite intelligence. And like what I said, the Sabbath is nothing more than when you wait and have faith and believe that whatever you put into motion in your mind will come to life. And you see what it says, give that because that's the day for the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. So within thy gates, all of these are thoughts and emotions and feelings and everything else that comes with that. And within thy gates is within your mind. The gate of your mind traps all of this. And once you give everything over to that energy and that subconscious, you know that everything will be fine. These are all these laws are man talking to man, but that instinct, that infinite intelligence, that connection to the creator is what's keeping man thinking and going. And now this is a theology, this is the um, philosophy, I should say, that comes with that thought, that new thought, that man will be able to understand what is going on. And we go, we all have these inner conversations like this all the time, all the time. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. He blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it, because the Sabbath day, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed is nothing more than a reverence and to make holy. So when you hallow the Sabbath day, it means it is blessed. And you know that that is a day when all of your wishes will come true, because you are having the faith in the Sabbath. And you know that that is nothing more than the time it takes for whatever you put into effect will manifest. So this too shall pass, and the Sabbath day shall always be holy. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And I had touched on this 
in the episode about honor thy mother and that is all about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind I would refer to I would make you um, give you a reference to it and tell you um, check out that episode because I go more in detail on that and show you how powerful the conscious and the subconscious mind is when you honor those two those two will bring you nothing but the blessings that you speak because whatever you put on the subconscious mind the conscious mind will also bring to life and whatever you impregnate and you whatever you implant on whether on the subconscious mind it will always come to life so if you implant negative thoughts negative thoughts will come to life in your life if you implant happiness happiness will manifest the people around you will be happiness your subconscious mind along with your conscious mind the mother and the father allows you to allow you to have the type of life that you want whether you agree with it or not thou shall not kill now that is a tough um, commandment there we all know that in a physical world you shall not kill you shall not destroy but how many people are killing themselves on the inside and allowing life to just happen how many people already died but yet they're physically just getting by think about that thou shall not commit adultery we already know that what adultery is in the um, physical realm we know adultery means when you know you're cheating on thy wife or on thy husband but adultery here does it mean that of course the Hebrews took actual real things that happen in real world life in real world settings but the adultery here is when one is not understanding the value of their subconscious mind and you're cheating on yourself and you're cheating yourself out of what you're supposed to get out of life and by you doing so you're committing the adultery and you're not loyal or faithful to your life or faithful to your subconscious you see you commit adultery in the physical world where you're not loyal or faithful to your spouse so Imagine how you are committing adultery by not being faithful to your ideals and allowing your subconscious to be what it's supposed to be. And thou shalt not steal. We know stealing is also bad. And stealing is something when you steal from yourself, when you rob yourself of the joy that you're supposed to have because you committed the adultery and ruined your subconscious mind. Think about that, brothers and sisters. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. We know that lying and telling lies on a neighbor is wrong. You bear false witness against someone else. You bear it on yourself. You ruin yourself. So if you think about doing someone else in a dirty way, you are thinking about doing it to yourself. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his main manservants, and nor his maidservants, nor his ox, nor his ass nor anything that is thy neighbor's you steal from your neighbor or want what your neighbor have you are stealing from yourself remember people are always doing this look how many people will be jealous and will speak hate and will always speak nothing but negative towards someone else because they are stealing from their neighbor and they're stealing from themselves they're not applying these laws these laws are something that most people don't know how to apply you'll have people that go to church all every Sunday and go to church even during the week and they will say I'm a good Christian I go to church all the time but they have no idea how to truly apply these laws they don't know that the Ten Commandments in your conscience is in your consciousness really go hand in hand they have no idea about your consciousness and the Ten Commandments they think the Ten Commandments are something that Moses got on top of a mountain and they should know not to kill or not to do some of these things but they don't go by it they don't understand it truly Brothers and sisters, how many people break these Ten Commandments every day? Of course, most people probably don't just kill on a regular basis, but I've seen so-called good Christians break it all the time.
And all the people saw the thunderlings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. How many people now, this is what's going on. People will speak to themselves and will understand what they have to do to get out of that land of their bondage, get out of that Egypt, get out of it. They will know that they have to get into this new way of thinking, which is the first prodigal son, which is Moses, who is getting his people out. And that is nothing more than a state of consciousness for you. People will know that they're supposed to do what they're supposed to do to get out of whatever hardships they have. But yet they won't speak to that God in them, that consciousness, that inner instinct that they have to truly, truly, truly get out of their situation and really be real with themselves. They'll just keep lying to themselves. They'll know what they have to do to improve their life or improve their surroundings or their current condition, but they truly won't embrace it. And I've seen this all the time, all the time. And it is a sad thing, family. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God is come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that ye sin not. Now, we see this right here. Now, when people go through the situation in life, and people know what they're supposed to do, because that Moses consciousness is allowing you and letting you know what you're supposed to do to change your situation, but you're still dealing with the doubts because you don't want to speak with God because you think you're going to die. You don't think you're going to die, but this is what this means. You are not truly focused yet to get to what you're supposed to get. But you know what you're supposed to do, but you're not actually doing it. And now this Moses state is speaking inside you and is saying, fear not. Don't worry. For God has come to prove you. So now you have to accept that instinct, that inner feeling, that inner being. You know that a change has to come because you can't go on living life like this. So many people are not aware of that. And once you know this, things will be great. Now, as Moses had said unto the people, fear not for God has come to prove you that his fear may be before your faces, that yea, sin not. So when you see God and his honor before your faces, that's when this, the second fear is coming from the Hebrew word yira, that means fear. His honor is in front of your faces. You will sin not. The sin here is, as I always tell you, the original meaning of sin. When archers would shoot their bow and they would miss their target, they would say, I have sinned. And that means they not, mean nothing more than missing the mark, failing. And you will sin not when you understand that God inside you, that God has come to prove you. And most people don't want to accept it. They just want to go on and continue living the life of a failure. But yet they know what they're supposed to do. And by you knowing what you're supposed to do, but not accepting it, you are now the people here. You are the Moses that's telling you and making you know what you're supposed to do. It's trying to tell you, but the people don't want to accept it. And that is your state of consciousness. Think on that. And the people stood afar off and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, thus Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, Yea, have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. So now God is telling Moses, 
Let your people see that I've talked with you from heaven. That is nothing more than that state of consciousness. That is Moses. That is letting you know it's time for you to get out of whatever issue you are. And you are trying to convince yourself and your old doubts and your old things and your old style of programming is still in your mind. But you know you have to get it out. You know that your people, which are your thoughts, your beings, everything, all your plans and all your hopes in life has to remain in a land where it is now free. And you must understand these things, family. Understand where this comes from. This is nothing more than man having an inner conversation. And the Hebrews, when they wrote this, they wrote this so well that they basically characterized a whole story of what we all go through as human beings. Think on that. Ye shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold. So now we see this again where the authors of the script is telling man that have no other gods. Don't even place silver and gold as your gods because many do idolize and worship these things. And it's telling you, I am. Know that you are supposed to only understand that you, the God, the Lord, the one that has the power is the one that gets connected to God. And God is nothing more than that infinite intelligence that is all throughout the universe and is all throughout us. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings. So now it says you can make an altar of earth unto the Lord. Now you're creating the earth and creating the world that you want. And you're making this offerings of burnt offerings. Of course, we're not talking about the burnt actual burnt offerings, but the burnt offerings is where in your mind when you're willing to burn everything that was your old way of thinking up and throw it away and create a new way for you and this inner God in you that is waking you up to how you shall be in your promised land because you have now made the exodus from the hardship issue that you had and now you are going forward and thy peace of offerings thy sheep and thine oxen in all places where I record my name I will come unto thee and I will bless thee wherever you know the name of God and whatever offering you make unto this God in you you will always be blessed and if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of handstone. For if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. Neither shalt thou go up to my steps unto mine altar, that thy nakedness be not discovered thereon. Your nakedness will always be discovered because when you are exposed to this type of world, it's nothing more than it's filled with sin and people who aren't awoken you will see all the problems that is bound to be faced and I'm sure we all see that you probably see that in everyday life but just to let you know that these laws are nothing more than man having a conversation with man in man's mind and this goes on every day but most people are not aware of it man has taken the Bible literally and have forgotten the value and the learning in this now would you see that this is a conversation of man going on and letting you know that in order for you to be the great one that you're supposed to be you must understand that you're a God, place no other gods in front of you and tear away the value of you being the God and know that if you respect others, then you will respect yourself because others 
are also gods like you. We are here. We are all. We are all here to place a great impact or play our role on humanity. And as it says, to sum up all of the whole law, that law and everything in Galatians chapter five verse fourteen. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this: Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So there you go. All of that, even with the Ten Commandments, it was nothing more than man speaking to man. Because everything still comes down to one word. You love someone else like how you love yourself because you're showing love to God when you do that because you are God. And by doing that, your life will be blessed. And that's how you sum up the law. Brothers and sisters, I thank you so much. Please go on over to MindworthyInfo.com and subscribe because we have the best teachings. And a lot is coming your way. Now, let us go into the silence.